Hey yo, what it do with your boy Rue and I got a message for you. We here at Sofrito Speaks want to work for you. Yes, you heard me. I need another job. If you own a business, are an entrepreneur, or just simply want to get a message across, hit us up. We currently have an amazing promo package going on where you, yes you, can buy ad space in the next episode. What? How? How much? Our prices range from $20 to $50. We create the ad for you, and you enjoy the benefits. Our main goal is to help out small businesses in our area. If this is something you're interested in, slide in our DMs or email us at sofritospeaks at gmail.com and let us know you want us to work for you. It's your girl Nina Montañez. Hey, yo, what it do? It's your boy Rue, and I'm back here for you. <laughs> Welcome back for your second serving. You can catch this every Thursday, bringing y'all your favorite Caldero Talk. Caldero Talk is the part of the show where we introduce you to any guest if we have, bring up our deep topic, and everyone chimes in to dissect and discuss, followed by Reposar. Reposar is how we will close the episode, leaving you all with some positive affirmations, shout outs, and any announcements that we make. Have. With that being said, mi gente, let's begin. Caldero Talk. Alrighty, alrighty. Welcome back to Caldero Talk. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, this week, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, gentrification. Dun, 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 dun. Gentrification. Um, I kind of want to start off with giving y'all the meaning behind gentrification. It is a noun. Um, the buying and renovation of houses and stores in deteriorated urban neighborhoods by upper or middle income families or in, or individuals raising property values, but often displacing low income families and small businesses. Um, the reason why I think we should talk about gentrification is because I feel like in our communities, especially um, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. For it's sure happening here. around us, and we're not we're not paying enough attention to it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we're seeing a lot of people lose homes. A lot of our families are being taken out of you know homes or whatever the case may be, and and systems are being put in place mm-hmm. to kind of avoid having us, you know, live comfortably in our neighborhoods that we have you know built. It's literally and, and, forcing people out. Yeah, it's crazy. The so, rent in, in this city is ridiculous. The rent in this city is insane. The the <clears throat> I know the Washington Mills goes for about one thousand five hundred to two thousand a month. For Those what? are one New York prices. Those are New York prices. Like, I mean, I do think they do offer rent control programs, but I mean, I you know, how can you get that? I don't. How I, don't, I think know. I don't I don't think anyone's like noticing it. I started to notice it. This past summer, and I was just like walking to work. Uh, I was I was walking from work to go get something to eat down on Essex Street one day, and I was like, I saw like a mad groups of like white people, and that's not to say that they don't exist here, but like you kn- stop it, y'all know when someone's not from here, you know, yeah. like when you travel elsewhere, yeah. you, people can tell when you're not from there. Um, and and I I started making comments like, yo, what the fuck? Where they all come from? Where they all come from? Failing to realize that they just remodeled the majority of the mills in the area, so they they're luxury apartments. So people are moving in, and they're now getting acclimated to the city. And we're all looking at each other like, "What the fuck? Is, 
hold on, what, what's going on here? Where the fuck was y'all? Confusion. Where was y'all? Um, and I think for, for, for me, it actually, it sucks because, like, I've overheard conversations and I've heard people say, like, dumb shit, like, um, like, this is America, speak English. Motherfucker, y'all chose to move here. Lawrence is literally nicknamed Immigrant City. Yeah. You know what I'm this saying? Y'all, you chose to move here. Don't do not do that. Don't come up in this thinking because you got a luxury apartment that people in the area that you now just moved into have to accommodate your ass. Figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. You're not forcing only that, other but people it's like... to move out so that you can move in and then you mm-hmm. think that you just going to have it your way. No, baby, this mm-hmm. ain't BK. Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel the same way. I think leaving Lawrence and then coming back and seeing everything that it is now, and I'm like, wow. You know, the, when I was looking for apartments back in the summer, I was like, let me look at the rent prices, you know, because I had an apartment here before, and I paid seven twenty five, and mm-hmm. I was cute little one-bedroom in South Lawrence, and I lived my best life for a year paying that amount. And now the same apartment that I was looking at is $900. Now, if you ever went to that apartment, it was literally three rooms. There was a kitchen, my room, the bathroom. I was paying seven twenty five for that, which I was fine for because I'm like, whatever, it is what it is. Nine hundred dollars. I'm not paying nine hundred dollars for three rooms. Like it's insane that they're just bringing the rent up, and it's because all the little houses in the area of that apartment in South Lawrence have now gotten renovated and are now being rented out, and now the rent the rent value is going up. You know, mm-hmm. but what are we actually doing? Like. Do we want to keep pushing away immigrants or like what we need to think about exactly how this is hurting our neighborhood, hurting our communities, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, From an education standpoint, um, I hear it from from students all the time. Like when they are when they get into it with teachers, it's like she doesn't understand us. She's a white girl. She's a white girl. And like. These kids aren't dumb. These kids know that you're only there for a paycheck. These kids, they're... The, you got to understand, yo, these kids from Lawrence are raised different. They grow up faster. So if you come into this city and you think, oh, I'm just going to do Teach for America and I'm just going to, you know, pay my way through grad school and it ain't going to be nothing, this is the wrong place to do that in. You know, like, I just... I don't know. Gentrification is a very... I don't know. The topic is very... <laughs> I don't it's even very know broad. Word. Yeah, there's so many things that you know fall into this, into that topic, um, into this topic, um, and I think for me, again, like I said, in the education standpoint, um, that's where I've noticed it the most. Um, and then I think back to me growing up um, in the school system and how many you know Latino teachers um, I had. I can maybe count on one hand how many. Um, Latin teachers I had in college. I had white people teaching me Spanish. What? Hmm? <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Um, um, I think that not only that, but we we have so much money to we have so much balls to raise rent value, but we don't have balls to figure out a way to get that money into our school systems so that we can get our kids the proper you know uh school material that they need to survive and to prosper Mm. you know um not only that but we sit here and we think about okay our old buildings our old mills that our ancestors you know worked in and 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 even even some of our 
family members that are alive today worked in the mills. Yeah. And and mm. they've, you know, they've let it go and now it's in other people's hands, but I also, you know, have to say this much, you know, as us within our community, we have to look at, you know, what am I doing to help that? Because if I'm just giving up all my rights, then then you know what? Let it be gentrified. If I'm just opening up another barbershop because I need a, a business, then what are we really doing? You know, there's so many spaces that we can be using for other opportunities to bring better, you know, revenue to this city. And we're just, re, you know, we're opening the same things over and over and over again. How many churches do we need? How many, you know, barbershops do we need? How many, you know, um, what Spanish restaurants we need. And in, in those cracks, that's where they plan. Mm -hmm. That's where they fall into. They fall into those cracks and that's where they figure out where they can gentrify. That's where they figure out what they can do to make a space theirs within our city. You know, and I feel like it's something that people need to start taking notice of, especially when you're opening a new business, you know, walk down Broadway street. How many barbershops are you walking by? Bro, walk down Essex. How many fucking restaurants have been open and closed? All within yeah. the same. But it's because quarter. all of these restaurants have the same menu. All of these restaurants have the same look, the same attitude, the same aesthetic, and it's just like. So what's the point of three different restaurants when you're all doing the same thing? Yo. You know. And then to overcharge. <laughs> don't get don't get me started. Don't get me started on these prices of these fucking low ass restaurants, and they. I think also, like, you know, we need to think about when when it comes to, you know, we talk so much about money, right? The city is always talking about how it's broke and this and that. But at the same time, we're providing free housing or very low income based housing for people who are just taking advantage of the system. You know, because I trust me, I'm not I'm not on here saying like, you know, you know, it's the white people. It's really not. It's really just uh, at least it's, in this area. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's amongst us, us people <clears throat> as well, because, you know, there's so many people that I know that I personally know who mm-hmm. are just abusing the mm-hmm. system because and be hella proud of it. You sitting there looking at them like, bitch, I'd rather you not tell me that because I have to come out of pocket. For my shit all the time. Exactly. And it's Damn, I gotta go get groceries. Bitch, your groceries has been paid for. Fuck out of here. Right. I'm coming out of pocket for my groceries. Right. And then it's like when when people who need help, like I remember when I was, you know, a little I was homeless and I was getting food stamps and I was offered nineteen dollars a month. What? Nineteen dollars because I was a male and I didn't have a child. So they thought nineteen dollars was what was gonna. They didn't have sure. I got them. I what got was gonna feed me. I was getting. You're a female. And ninety five dollars. Yeah, but I have a child though. But automatically in the system, automatically in the system, they won't, they won't help males the way they will help females. Oh. And I had my, my caseworker had to like sit me down and explain that to me. Like I can't. She's like, I can't really do much for you. You're not handicapped. You're not. She's like, yeah, you don't have a stable roof over your head, but you can work. You- You're able-bodied. And I was just like, you know what? You're right. I don't need it. I'm good. Like, I came because a friend told me, like, oh, you know, go. But I, I did it. I was young, and I didn't look at my friend like, you know, he is getting good money because he's a little on the other side, a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, lost in the head or whatever. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I'm just made horrible decisions, and <laughs> I need to figure my life out. Right. So... 
But we need to think about that. Like so many people that are living in the projects who they've been living there for years. I think people, when you get up, when you live in the projects, you should have a time limit. Like there is no reason for you to live in the projects 30, 40 years. There is no reason for you to live in the projects for 30 I've been to 40 in, I've been years. Inside, I've been inside I think, those homes. Like people I think it should be 10 so years long, max. They've, they've re they've, they have themselves have like, redone the layout in the house like they've painted they've put in new equipment they've because they've been there for so long like that's their home that's what they i do. know i i've been in in homes where people have been there i personally don't get it sulma has literally <clears throat> said she chose to work two three jobs at one point because you want to have your freedom yeah mom, you want to have never 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 m- mommy literally was like same i here with my mom will break my yeah. fucking back before i put my yep, kids in the projects yep. and that was because back in the day there was such a negative stigma and there still is a negative stigma as to you know project kids and and people that come up in the projects and, and people that live in the projects it's something like a negative stigma and i don't look at it that way um i like again my mom just chose that that wasn't the life that she wanted for her children and she worked her ass off to make sure like she went back to school to get certificates so that she can get better jobs so that she didn't have to the hunger and, I, and, yeah. the, and the want to and move I, I forward remember when my there. mom got laid off when we were kids and this is she, wait wait pause this up? is in no way we are not judging anyone no, for no, their situation we want to make that very clear we're just speaking from the outside literally looking in right um, however, I mean, there are annoying moments where you hear people talk about, oh, well, this is how much I paid for this. And they, they hyped it up and shit. Or but- when I drive by the Essex projects and they got like the flyest cars and I'm walking. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, I'm walking to my mom's house, bitch. What? You got a whole apartment and you got a fly ass car. luxury car. Well, Lawrence is literally like one of the cities with the, with the highest um, rate of luxury cars. Which is. Which is crazy mm, to me. Yeah. Anyways. But I remember um, my mother actually got laid off um, from one from a job that she had back in the day. And I remember her taking us with her to the welfare office. And she was distraught. Like, she literally thought, like, she failed us as a parent because she ended up in the welfare line because she actually needed help. And I think me, she was maybe on welfare for, like, fucking maybe a month and she got a job. And the moment, this is where people get it fucked up. They stay on it, figure something out, and then they 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 never go get off of it. Like mm-hmm. they continue to mm-hmm. accumulate that income as well. I personally don't know how welfare works. I don't, um, because me. as quickly as Sulma got on it, is as quickly as she got off of it. Like she was not about it. She was like, I don't. She's like, I'm able bodied. I um am intelligent. I can work. I'm a great. Like I'm good at learning things. I'm good at retaining information. There's no reason for me to have to seek help from the government in order to make these things happen. I'm not going to use it. Not only that, but when you're getting help from the government, you have to check in monthly. Mm -hmm. You have to submit paperwork. Like you, it's just so much extra work. I'm like, yo, I'd rather starve. I'll be good. Like I really will be good. Like the fact that I have to be a whole adult and check into the system as an adult. Right. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. Um, have you noticed, like, in your living neighbor, like your neighborhood where you live in, any gentrification, any anything that you've noticed in the past, like ten years, like a drastic change? Um, in my neighborhood, I so I I live the town over, but um, it's it's is the opposite. <clears throat> um, you more like Latinos are now moving 
to the block. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I live in, I guess, could you call where I live the suburbs? Not really. I mean, you can. You can. Right. It's not like, yeah, there's not, I don't see any crime around there or anything. No, there's not, nothing like that going on. You have a little, <clears throat> a, a, is that a, is it a project there? Is that a project there? Those buildings? Oh, that's like down, like over yeah. though, like a couple blocks over. Is that like a project? Is I that think, a yeah, thing? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I never heard I of them. I've never heard of them either. But, they must um, not have a gang. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a Tenny Street. Um, oh yeah, that's Tenny Street. Oh okay, yeah. Like they ha- they got a gang. Yeah, Tenny Street yeah, is yeah, infamous. Tenny Street. Yeah, you won't be caught dead walking. Well, back in the day, I I feel like not, not now. now. I don't think now is anything going on. But now, back but in the day, was it, it was, was wild. But um, I don't know. I don't even know what I would call yeah. my area. Everyone's urban? googling Tenny Street now. Urban, maybe I don't know. Your area is urban. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people are actually moving from Lawrence. Um, to Methuen and my when we moved into my um, the house that we live in now we've been there for this is the longest I've ever been in one place 14 years now <clears throat> and when we first moved in the whole neighborhood was white we were the only Hispanics on the block that ass and this was again only 14 years ago um, so I mean take that for what it is and now we have um, uh, like our neighbors to the left and to the right and in front of us are all Latino. We're all like, what? No. So that, in that, that changed. Like, I think, um, uh, the but white families that were there, they were like, we out. We ain't doing this. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be done by the white people. You know, gentrification. No, 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 not at all. Like, it's just yeah. a, it's a shift in, in the... In the culture. Yeah. Um, Which I, I think, like, I love when I see, you know, neighborhoods, like this neighborhood when I was growing up was just all white people. There was not a Hispanic. I used to ride bike in this neighborhood. like, And then when my mom got a house here, like throughout the years, that's when we started to see a lot more Dominicans, a lot more Puerto Ricans move into this area. But it's not a crazy ghetto area. Like everyone is well put together. You know, in the summer, if, you know, if you ever come in the summer, like you you might see the house next door is having a, but it, it's in their house. You right. know, it's in their land and they're not being disrespectful and they're not in your yard and they're not doing this. And, and that. they get quiet hours. Yeah. And you know, 11 they're o'clock not comes get rowdy and, turn and the, the party moves inside. Or, said something. or, you know, if they're having an outside party, it's a one-time thing. It's not like every week and you're outside. Like if you're on oh, West my Street, mom goes as far, like, every we week, like, get together in the yard. My my like aunt and my mom would like go as far as to like let, let the, the neighbors, neighbors know. know. I mean that's the right hey, thing to do. We're gonna have a little get together. Yeah, feel free to stop by if you'd like. Yeah. Might get a like a little loud. If and you're we not even, going, we won't go if you're not 11. going to let your neighbors know, then like because we used to have we used to have big parties. Mm-hmm. Like, <coughs> excuse me, we used to have big parties here, but my mother would go as far as controlling it. So when it came to nine nine thirty. She know she would ask everyone, "Hey, come inside." You know, I'm gonna move everything inside so that everyone can just party inside, and we're not right being a, a nuisance to our neighbors. You right. know, especially our yard is huge, and mm-hmm. we kind of have like an open yard plan where it's like all the houses are connecting in yards. But like, she just out of respect was like, "Let's just go inside, and whoever wants to stay outside is fine." But because it is summer, you don't all want to be stuck inside. Right. But just let's just be respectful of our neighbors, point blank and period. Right. But I, I mean, in terms of like a, a crazy change, no, other than the demographic changing <clears throat> as to who is occupying the houses, that's about it. I will say like in in the city, I, I have noticed a big change. Like I was saying earlier, like the mills definitely like getting re- remodeled and and these huge lofts. Have you ever been inside any of the lofts like the one across from the train station? I've 
I've been in the ones in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, I, I, I assume they're the same. Um, they're beautiful. They are beautiful. They're so beautiful. And the, the thing is that they're so beautiful, but they're so hard for a low income a hard three or four roommates in order to be able to live somewhere like i'd rather just stay with my mom float her my little money that i give her every month well it depends it depends it depends but i feel like i'm not about to live with fucking four other humans i just feel like they built all these beautiful lofts but they made it so impossible for people of our type to to get into them Mm -hmm. you know and i can see it you know but i feel like what do we get? We just get the projects. Right. You know, what is that going to do for us? It, uh, then you raise, you raise the rent, but you don't raise the minimum wage. So it's like a never ending like cycle that we're just all going through in this city. Like we're just literally trying to chase the American dream, but we're never going to get there because mm. they're just going to make it harder and harder for people like us to be in those spaces. Right. You know, and then for the people who are in those spaces, it's important to make sure that you're you're representing us correctly. You know, you're you're not being the reason why they don't want more of us, as they would say, in this space. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like it, it's gentrification in, in our community and in our neighborhoods is having a negative and a positive effect. My biggest <clears throat> my biggest issue with. Uh, you know, the individuals who I have had the, for lack of a better term, had the pleasure of coming across that are not natives to our area. Y'all gotta do your homework. You see some really nice fucking lofts and you want to move into them and, you know, you think it's dope and you don't know what the fuck actually goes on in the city. Like, you might just hear on the news that, you know, all the bad, but do your work, do your homework. Like there's so many wonderful things that go on in the city. So many amazing people that you will come across and that you will meet. And it's just, I, I hate listening to people talk about, oh, we they need to change this, they need to change that. Who the fuck is they? The moment you moved in here, motherfucker, you became part of we. You live here now. We need to do better. We but have we to do, do these we things. We do have, you know, I will say that in the last probably eight to five years, five to eight years. Like I've noticed a lot of young, a lot of young people are coming back. Yo, not, it is, not coming back, but a lot of young people are, are stepping up to the plate and being like, listen, if we want change, we're going to have to, have be, to be the of, ones yeah, to like make that happen. It. Because um, I have a lot of former like teammates and classmates that went to school and they came back to teach in the city. They they see that there is a need. There is oh yeah, for representation there's, there's a lot and of it's teachers a beautiful thing now. that like yep. I'm like I know these people. You know like I I grew up with these people and to see them come back and do all these wonderful things, it's amazing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's great, but, but then you have how long that... does it last because not only that, you know, teachers in our city, they don't make that much money. And if they're dealing with the same kids that I'm dealing with and that you're dealing with, they need a raise. <laughs> Bitch, I need a raise. Fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> I need a fucking raise. Anyways, um, but yeah, and I just again like the whole gentrification thing. Like, it's cool if you want to move here, and you know, you like you like the area, you like the food. The only thing I ever hear people like say anything is they go, oh, "The food's really good," and it's like, yeah, welcome to Sazon. I love one so frito, mi gente. That salt and pepper ain't cutting it for y'all, dime. Um, 
I just, again, I think that people are moving here and they're not doing their homework and people that move into areas and that are being gentrified, like, what do y'all expect? Like, I would love to have that conversation. Like, what are you expecting when you move to these places? Just because they made it look pretty. They didn't, you know how they say you mm-hmm. can, you can take the girl out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the girl. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Mm-hmm. You can make it look, you could dress it up all the fuck you want. Cardi B look real cute dressed up. She opened her mouth to speak. Mm. Okay, first of all, you calm know what down. I'm saying? Calm it down. <laughs> I, but that's a whole fact. That's like a whole fact. Fuck out of here. Then that's not this to her. I'm just saying, you dress somebody up, they look real good. They open their mouth to speak and it's like, what happened? What's going on there? Same thing with the hood. You can dress it up all the fuck you want. There's still heart and soul in it. You're you right. can't remove that. You're right. I don't feel like I've never I've never felt like Lawrence is the hood. I've never felt that vibe. Like when people when I go to Andover and stuff, when people talk about I've never addressed Lawrence talk as the about hood, to be honest. Lawrence like it's so dangerous and I'm like Is it though? I have never felt in danger in Lawrence. Yo, me neither. And I've been through maybe that's every I've, corner in this I, city. I think maybe for me it's because I just never I never had bad blood. So I yeah, I feel like anywhere you go. If you, you have go, bad blood, yeah. yeah, you're gonna be fearful of your life. I don't, I don't, you know, like I just I mind my own business. I used to walk all the time. Yeah, yep. All the I time, I walked around the city <laughs> for hours. Um, I don't know. Gentr- again, it, gentrification is a very odd topic because I feel like we as people are still trying to figure out how to navigate it. Yeah. I just what I what I kind of wanted to come on here and say was like I want people to really understand, um, you know, there's there's a lot of it there, and but you, you can't be close minded. You, you can't be close minded, and up. you can't be like, oh, you know, they're coming here and they're changing things up, and they're at the same time, what are you doing to prevent that, and what are you doing to help, you know, that because. Yes, let's get people here to help change things up because that's what the hell we need. Mm. But why don't we help them? Why don't we help guide them in the right direction instead of sitting back and being like, listen, do what you want, but I'm going to complain about it after. <laughs> like, that doesn't make no sense to me. Because literally what happened in the last election. I ain't going to vote. If you have money, like, okay, you want to come in here, you want to build lofts, all right, cool. But... um. Just like the the studio the studio lofts, mm. so I'm I'm like I'm convinced that that idea I had something to do with it. And hear me out, hear me I'm out. Listening, the lady, uh, I think her name is Renee. I don't know her last name, but her first name is Renee. And Movement City in 2016 to 17, I had met her, and she had came to Movement City, and she was, you know, they were talking about creating a dance studio. Uh, they wanted to create a center for the community for people to go, and they wanted to include a dance studio, and they wanted me to to start teaching classes there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool. So how do you, you know, how does that work out? And they're like, well, we don't know anything. That's just the idea we have. Mm-hmm. And I gave her the idea of doing something like Ripley Greer's uh, Studios in New York. Ripley Greer is a place where everyone can go rent a studio space for $15 an hour, $10 an hour, depending on the size of the studio and depending on how many people you're bringing with you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can rent it for cheap and it's there to serve the community of artists. And then, boom, I moved back here two years later and I'm like, this is literally the same thing that they're doing in New York. So I was like, so she really took the idea and ran with it, which is great because she did a great thing, except they did a monthly rent. 
they did it in that way mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's a bit much but i can i can see why that's happening <laughs> but i was just like you know so if you have studio space in the lofts you can thank ruben <laughs> thank you it's my idea um not saying it is don't go telling renee that i said that but i just was like shocked when i saw everything i was like oh this is nice this is kind of like ripley cute. greers um but anyways yeah, I just wanted to have that conversation. Um, let's go ahead and close this out and head over to our next section, which is... A reposar. Alrighty, this is the final section of the show, which is reposar. Um, do you want to start off? Um, shout outs. Let's see what I got for shout outs. Shout outs. Um, oh, you know what I'm gonna shout out? I'm gonna shout out DJ. Um, DJ SJ614. <laughs> he um reached out to me um after having listened to the episode that I did without Ruben and he was like, Yo, he's like, You really did that, like good job um like holding it down on your own type shit. Um, which I thought was like I was just like I felt like really good about it because Ruben could attest to this. Like, I was a nervous fucking wreck. She really was. Oh my god. It was so annoying. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. My bad. I wanted to produce quality. You bitch ass. Um, but yeah, and like even Sam, when Sam was with me, like he was like, "Bro, it's it's not it's not you're gonna be okay. Like you're good." And it's just like Sam did good too. Shout out to Sam. No, Sam did really great job. For sure, for sure, for sure. Like he did like really, really well. Like when he came, he was more prepared than I was. I was like, you can't just show up here and outdo me. Like fuck that, dude. Um, but yeah, we, um, we had a really good time. That was fun, but I really appreciated DJ for you, like being like, yo, you did that. Um, that was very, that was very comforting. Um, in a sense He also that, tunes in weekly, which is super dope. Yeah, which dope. is fucking dope. Um, I actually, um, when we were, he and I were messaging, I actually told him like when we went to their panel, um, back in November, mm-hmm. I believe it was, um, him and Adel, I don't remember, I remember what the question was, but I remember he and Adeloso were talking about. Um, how he went on vacation and she basically had to hold it down and she was like, yo, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I had to learn how to produce mm-hmm. the shit, whatever. And when Ruben was like, oh, I'm, I'm going on vacation, I was like, oh, fuck. But I am thankful that I attended that panel because that moment immediately, immediately played back in my mind and I was like, oh, fuck that. Like, I got this. You know, so that was like dope that that's that was something that I didn't realize I took away from going to that panel back in November. But I'm glad that I did because it, it all honestly like gave me comfort in knowing that, you know, I'm not, this is a, I'm not the only person in the world that has had to do something like this. But like that they're um, they've been successful in it. Um, and now I know how to set up the mics. I know how to yeah. fuck around with the shit and put it's it together. Good. But yeah, I was out of my comfort Shout zone. Out to but Nina. like there was growth. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. Um, shout outs. I feel like there was another. Oh, Sam. I got to shout out Sam for being my, my guest co-host. Um, I was a real bitch to him most of the time that we were recording on, on, on record and off record. I really appreciate him. Um, maybe not a bitch, but like I wasn't the most pleasant just cause I was stressed. Typical Nina. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I ain't shit, I ain't shit. But he held it down. That's my boy. Um, and hopefully we'll have him on for other episodes again. We're leaving Africa in like 10 days. Um, I, think he's, I guess he's like, he's leaving sooner, I think. So I leave in 10 days. 
Um, and then when we get back, we'll definitely have an episode where we're just like dishing out on all of the bullshit. Ooh, that's going to be an exciting gonna be one. Fun. I'm excited for that. It's going to be Nina's um, The Great I want to jump in. I want to shout yeah. out Jeanette, who's been showing us nothing Yo, but love. Jenny, Jeanette. Um, <clears throat> I call her Jenny. I don't call her Jeanette. But I call her Jeanette because... I just call her Jeanette by her Instagram. Yeah, her Instagram. That's why I always say Jeanette. But Jenny, you know, I got mad love for you. She's so amazing. She actually gave me that book back there, uh, something about positivity. And I always turn to that when I'm feeling really negative. Mm. And it's a cute little, like, 24 pages and just, like teaching you about like how to just be positive and she's very like zen and stuff oh my like god that. like the conversations that her and i have like after she listens to an episode or or even if i post she has my, such a clear mind age, yes she'll hit me up and i'm just like Sis, i don't I know maybe she'll be this, maybe she'll be a special it. guest soon hopefully maybe. i'm sure i'm sure she would love to i think she's great um, i also want to shout out shakira shakira's always showing yep. love this season mm-hmm. which i'm so happy for um my boy kyle from new york he's showing love to um who else who else who else Uh, i know oh elvis the other day was friday when i walked into movement city and i had my 103 degree fever but i decided to go to work because i swear that i'm somebody did he not not. start off the episode with if you're sick keep your kids at home this (laughs) motherfucker i went with a mask so fuck off um well, first of all, let me just tell you how Massachusetts doesn't offer sick time to part-time employees. And that is no, the... No, I believe it was um for every 30 hours you work, you accumulate one hour of sick time. Did I just make that up? Someone hit my line if I made that up. It, it probably depends on the organization. Okay. But in New York, like statewide, they made it so that every part-time employee automatically gets 40 hours yearly. Oh, no, no, no. For every 30 hours you work, you accumulate one hour of sick time. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> so I had to, like, show up, but they ended up sending me home. But he was like, when am I going to get, like, when am I going to get my, uh, hey, yo, what up? This is Rue, a hat t-shirt. And I was like, listen, I'm not. I'm not in the mood for you right now. Like, I, I don't want to hear this. But shout out to Elvis. And shout out to everyone at Movement City who's tuning in. Yes, yes, yes. You have anyone else? To shout out? Um, yeah. I feel like I maybe should, but I don't. Um, Just shout out to all the people who reach out to me. And they just, like, write really, really positive messages to me. Um, I, like, I, again, I cannot stress to you how humbling it feels to have people say like yo i fuck with you heavy because you are so authentically like yourself and your vibe is just awesome and you're funny and all that fun stuff um it's 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 nice to be seen i know in the last episode i said a lot of the times growing up i was told to shut up um but it's, it's nice to be seen and that you guys are listening and hearing what i'm saying and you're not misconstruing what i'm saying because a lot of the times i feel like i can come off as angry um and some of the things that i say but the fact that regardless of how my tone is you guys are calling it passionate you guys are saying that i am very um strong in, in the things that i do i do touch upon um so all those people that have reached out to me just to tell me those things and share those kinds of, those kind words with me i greatly 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 appreciate you from the bottom of my heart like i couldn't even stress that shit enough y'all make a bitch feel like she's somebody you know um so okay. i'm here for it <laughs> okay any affirmations any affirmations do i have any for this week um I'm going to go with, I'm going to say, speak your truth and 
as long as you say what you mean and mean what you say, a motherfucker can't come for you. You know, um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Just make sure that when you do try and convey your thoughts and your opinions on something that you're not giving someone the ammunition that they need to throw them bullets right back at you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, uh, protect your, protect your peace. Yes. Protect your peace. And I, I feel like I'm learning that more and more as, as the days go by, like, I need to like really, really sit down and just evaluate my life so far and just like figure it out. Cause like I said, January was a long year and child, I had so many goals that I was like on January 1st, it is now the new year. February 1st already came. So it's now a new year and I'm just ready to start tackling my goals. And I I really just want to let everybody know, please keep yourselves healthy. Like keep yourselves uh, replenished like make sure you guys are eating make sure you guys are taking care of your bodies like this flu is real people are sick out here for real people are dying left and right don't take your life for granted mm. because there was a there was a thing that was on instagram that that was like leaving your house is so underrated no it's no. an underrated blessing yeah yeah mm. and i was like wow that's really, that's leaving your really, house and coming back home is such an underrated that's blessing. the truth yep that's the truth. You can leave your house right now and, and I might never see you again. So that's just crazy. But protect your peace, protect yourself and, and take care of yourself moving forward. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, my name is Rosales and I'm <laughs> logging off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh, cr- <laughs>Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.